Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast this Sunday, April 25, 2021. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we bless your holy name. We thank you for your numerous blessings, protective shield over your children in this last one week. Father, have your way in our lives. Lord Jesus Christ, we come before the throne of grace because of the sacrifice you made on the cross. Welcome your Holy Spirit. Lead us and teach us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. The instrumental again taken from our brother Caleb Brassi. We're continuing to our series, The Holy Spirit Help Our Teacher and Guide. We're in the 14th week. So we go straight to the 14th week, which says, time for the 21st century church to awaken from its slumber. Many of us are sleeping. Today's topic, time for the 21st century church to awaken from its slumber. The outline, God's plans are in his word. God doesn't, it's everything he has planned, is always in his word. Number two, disobedience leads to blindness. Case of Israel. Three, disobedience leads to blindness. The church. Four, apostate churches lies exposed. Five, God's plan for his church. Time to awaken from the slumber. Praise the Lord. Read for us. God is looking for those who believe his word, study his word, act on his word, and live according to his word. Praise the Lord. First item, God's plans are in his word. God's word are in the scriptures. Some are hidden because the time for their fulfillment is in the future. So many lack understanding of those verses of scripture until the time of his fulfillment. But others are not so hidden. They're in plain sight with ordinary reading of the Bible. First scripture, please. Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Oh, the death of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Praise the Lord. God walks in mysterious ways. His ways are past finding out. No human being can find out the ways of God unless he chooses to reveal them. And he reveals them when he wills, where and when he chooses, to his obedient children. Only always remember to his obedient children. And until he, God, opens the eyes of his children, God's obedient children cannot even see or understand those things which are in front of them, even though they're in the Bible. Next item, disobedience leads to blindness. Let's see how the blindness of Israel is important to learn that because the church is a parallel of that. So let's look at how disobedience, because Israel was blind. No, sorry, they were disobedient, so they became blind. So they couldn't even see the scriptures right in front of them. 
Israel has a special place in God's plan for fallen humanity. God delivered them from slavery in Egypt, gave them the law through Moses, drove out the inhabitants of the land he had promised Abraham so they could inherit it and worship him as the only God. Israel and many of their kings disobeyed God so many times. And God allowed them to be carried into exile when they were not in bondage to their neighbors. But he always relented. And in the last exile they went to in Babylon, he relented, he relented and they returned. Remember we are talking about before Christ. The scriptures made it clear that salvation was for all human beings before Israel even became a nation. Please note that. Yet the Israelites or the Jews thought that because of their special relationship with God, salvation was theirs alone. See, a misunderstanding of scripture because of blindness. They assume that others will not be saved, only that the Jews are to be saved. Wrong. Let's look at the scripture, please. Genesis chapter 22, verses 16 to 18. And said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing, and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Not that. In your seed, Abraham, whoever people will come out from you, because of you, the whole world will be blessed. That's salvation. We'll be delivered. And this was before Israel. Before even Israel was born. And yet, in their mind, only they are to be saved. That scripture, please. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear. Praise the Lord. Watch. God gave Moses the law. But Moses also told them, someone is going to come. Him you must hear. It was Christ who is coming. Yet, they were blinded. They didn't recognize or believe that prophet, Jesus Christ, when he came from God. Because of their disobedience. They have been in apostasy for so many years. So when the Lord entered his temple, they didn't know him. That's what sin does, what disobedience does. Let's look at the matter of the Sabbath keeping and the law. The Jews believe that Sabbath keeping and the law were everything. In fact, for them now, Sabbath keeping and the law became their God. So long as they kept them, they believed that they were righteous. They failed to understand that only God confers righteousness. Only God. No matter what you and I can do, we can never be righteous. That attacked the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is the end of the law? According to God's word, the Lord Jesus Christ is the end of the law. 
when he tried to make them to understand that the Sabbath and the law weren't an end in themselves. They were part of God's plans. Look at all the healing cities, most of them on Sabbath days. He was teaching for being blinded. They couldn't understand that Christ is the Lord of the Sabbath. That is the one who exercises authority over the rules, laws, regulations that govern the Sabbath. After all, who gave them the Sabbath? And that the law was a tutor to drive them to grace. Therefore, they couldn't because they were blinded. I want you to know that because when we come into the New Testament church, you're going to see how that blindness continues till today. Scripture, please. I read from Romans chapter 10, verses 1 to 4. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Praise the Lord. Righteousness belongs only to God. Only God confers righteousness. And in verse 4, you see Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. So whatever Christ says or did negates anything else anybody can think or talk about. And Moses told them to hear him, but they did not because they were blinded. That's scripture, please. Galatians chapter 3, verses 22 to 26. But the scripture has confined all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. The law was given as a tutor to drive them to grace, and that grace is in Christ Jesus. But you see, being blinded, they couldn't understand. More than 2,000 years after, many Jews today, or the Israelites, are still waiting for their Messiah. They have failed and still failed to death to understand that the law given to them was a tutor to drive them to the grace that is Christ Jesus. Next item. And this is where you should pay great attention. We've established a basis. Disobedience leads to blindness. The church. The scripture makes it clear that the Holy Spirit is the helper. We have already said this so many times. Teacher and guide of God's children. Not human beings. Elders of churches after the death of Christ had disobeyed the Lord's instruction that there should be no lords and servants in his church as they created their church organizations. See where they failed. Once they separated, became lords and other servants, the Holy Spirit was no longer there. They struggle for positions of power, using secular authorities to help them in the emerging church organizations. They created the clergy laity divide. In your church, do you have those that say clergy? Those ones who go by the blasphemous title reverend, which only belongs to God. 
Do they divide them? The, 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 the clergy and the laity, right? Any church doing that is not, the Roswell will not be in that church, period. There were two classes of believers these guys did way back, which is still being promoted today. Clergy are the laws. You know, that's why you people bow, some of you bow to your pastors. And the laity are the servants. You know, you serve them. Having disobeyed God, the Holy Spirit left the imagine church organization and denominations. He was no longer there, period. Because those struggles created divisions and led to doctrinal disputes. And corruption flourished. It has to be. When people are bribing people to vote for them in one office or the other. Or using the emperor or secular leaders to, to institute them as the bishop or whatever. Protestant, Protestantism had a choice. Continue to walk in the spirit or use arm of the flesh. That is after the 16th century when Martin Luther broke away from the Church of Rome. But they decided to use arm of the flesh because they put their trust in princes, the princes of Germany. They imbibed most of the doctrinal errors of the church organizations they were separating from. They said the words were bad, but here they continued. Some of the things we're just talking about, the clergy lady divide. Lords and servants. Fast forward to 20th, 20th century. Pentecostalism had a choice too. Continue the traditions of the early church, which is what the revivalists at Azusa said. We are going back to the faith once for all delivered to the saints, or use some of the flesh. Their successors chose the letter, use some of the flesh, because they were now struggling for positions and power. And it's in that struggle that the world faith movement emerged to corrupt and create apostate Pentecostalism. That was last Sunday's broadcast. One common denominator on why succeeding churches after the early church failed, whether they be Roman Catholic, Orthodox, Protestants, or Pentecostals, one common denominator. Human beings created around those church denominations and organizations without the Holy Spirit's guidance. That's the one common denominator and why they failed and why they became apostate. In the world, human beings always attempted to be their powers of Babel. But having that mindset in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, which for you, please notice that the church of the Lord Jesus is theocratic. It is God guiding and ruling. No, not human being. So anyone who has a mindset of bringing the way they do things in the world into the church of the Lord, it will always bring apostasy because he has departed from the head of the church, his guidance and his direction, his leading and his commands. It is impossible to chart the course of a church anywhere without the helper, the teacher, and the guide. Those who attempted to do it way back. Those who attempted to do it now. Those in the past failed. Those who will do it in the future will fail. Because the moment they do it, 
They become blind spiritually. Blind people can't lead the way. They can never understand God's plan for the church age. Even though they are expressly stated in the scriptures. That's why they are blinded. They can't read it. Even if they read, they can't understand anymore because they are blind. Anyone who is spiritually blinded, you hearing me or I speaking, irrespective of status, is a willing tool in the hands of Satan and demons. You easily become a conduit for transmitting doctrines of demons. Such people are comfortable believing and accepting every wind of doctrine, human or demonic. And Satan and demons, who have been attacking the church of Christ for more than 2,000 years, have used such people to sabotage the gospel of Christ. Blindness of fallen brothers and sisters has led to the false teachings in the following major areas. Pay attention. Number one, reading of the scriptures. During the Middle Ages, there were laws forbidding lay persons from reading the scriptures. We have spoken that in the past. I'm just trying to, to bring them to, together. Two, Holy Spirit baptism and other spiritual gifts seized with the death of the apostles. Whoever has such manifestations, they were termed demonic. Three, salvation is through church membership and keeping church sacraments, whatever those are. Four, churches have been established to lead, teach, and guide followers of Christ. That means they are taking the place of the Holy Spirit. Number four, let's not expose their lives. Apostate churches' lives exposed. Number four. Number four. First lie, the reading of scriptures. For many centuries, apostate church denominations held their followers bondage with a lie that only the clergy, remember, some biblical clergy, should read the Bible. They prevented their members from reading the Bible contrary to the plan of God. And during the so-called dark ages, there were laws forbidding lay persons from reading the, the scriptures. Next scripture, please. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Praise the Lord. In the New Testament church, of which Christ is the head, and the Holy Spirit is a teacher and guide. Every child of God is a man or woman of God. And every believer is expected to read the Bible themselves. That's the only way it can be complete and equipped for God's work. Please stop addressing anyone specially as a man or woman of God. It's a title for all of us, so why should you appropriate it for? I give it to one human being or two human beings, please. There's no such thing, please. There's no division in Christ. There's no clergy and there's no lay person. None at all. It's unbiblical. And when you practice such, the Spirit cannot be in such gatherings because you are disobeying God. The chains of deceit were finally broken in the 16th century with the Protestant Reformation. Believers could not read the Bible, being churned up by the printing presses in Europe. Today, the Bible is the most read book in the, in the world. 
in the last 50 years. Can you read that, please, the next? The most read book in the world is the Bible. Writer James Chapman created a list of the most read books in the world based on the number of copies each book sold over the last 50 years. He found that the Bible far outsold any other book with a whopping 3.9 billion copies sold over the last 50 years. Praise the Lord. The one following it had only 820 million copies. Another one had 400 million copies. Make a comparison. The next lie of apostate church, Holy Spirit baptism and other spiritual gifts, sees with the death of the apostles. But God's plan and scriptures say otherwise. The Holy Spirit baptism and spiritual gifts did not cease with the death of the apostles. There is no end date to the gifts. And the gifts are for all of God's children. No exception. Those who have believed and are living righteously. Scripture, please. Acts chapter 2, verses 14 to 18. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Praise the Lord. Please note that Peter's speech did not put an end date to spirit baptism and spiritual gifts, which started on that Pentecost day. It was not to continue, and it did continue until apostasy setting. Faithful followers of Christ have been receiving those gifts from Peter's time till now. Even when apostate church could no longer, there were still people that believed and continued, and the tradition of God's children continued till today. The 1906 Azusa Revival confirmed in a big way that spirit baptism and gifts of the Spirit had not ceased as what happened on that first Pentecost after the Lost Ascension in Jerusalem happened also in Azusa in 1906. And three years it continued in every part of the world. So who is the liar? Apostate church denominations. Number three, the thought. Salvation is through church membership and keeping church sacraments. But salvation is through the grace of God for those who believe in His Son and accept His finished work sacrifice on the cross. That's the Bible. And there is nothing to be added to that sacrifice. Whoever adds or teaches to add has not truly believed. Scripture, please, two of them. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Praise the Lord. Is there any qualifier to whoever believes in him should not perish? Is there any qualifier? No. That's why Brother Paul warned, he says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made you and I free. Do not again be entangled with church. I'm adding that one. Whatever this church says and all that. 
you do that and you think that will lead you to eternal life. You have negated Christ's sacrifice. Next scripture, please. Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. All foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Praise the Lord. When you follow your so-called church commands, you are trying not to become perfect through your own efforts. This is a very, very, very important thing to know. The church commands, unless they are biblical, if they tell you to, we're going to add to, to help you to reach there, you have failed. The fourth lie. Churches have been established to lead, teach, and guide followers of Christ. It's a lie. Any church organization or denomination that takes the place of the Holy Spirit as teacher and guide of God's children is apostate. Scripture, please. 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Praise the Lord. From the scripture, God's will is that the Holy Spirit should be the teacher and the guide of his children. Not corporate entities like denominations or organized church groups. God's word has been clear on the subject for many centuries. Jewel the prophet prophesied it. Peter re-echoed it on that first Pentecost morning to say it has started. And Azusa confirmed that it is still on. Hear what John said in the last scripture we read. As for you, the anointing you receive from him, that's from God, remains in you. You do not need anyone to teach you. Did you hear that? Nobody should teach you. But his, as his anointing teaches you, meaning the Holy Spirit in dwelling in you. Because that anointing is real. Brother John emphasized the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of individual believers. That the Holy Spirit is the teacher. And that he indwells every child of God. Remember those who are faithful, not those who are dancing all over the place. Not those who went there because they want money or healing. Not those, not those who have believed and look up to heaven and trust the Lord God to lead and guide them. Praise the Lord. God's plan for his church. Time to awaken from the slumber. By this, I'm calling you all now to awaken from your sleep. Time to be awake. Apostate churches ensure for several centuries that their followers never knew the import of the Holy Spirit being the teacher and guide of individual believers. God always knew. And he did tell us through Joel, Peter and John, that the day was coming when his obedient children will accept the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them. That means his children will rebel from organized apostasy and begin to seek him. 
has God opened the eyes of his children to this truth? Which is that they must be taught by the Holy Spirit himself and no other at this time. Even though this truth has been there, it has been in plain sight in the Bible all these many hundreds of years. I believe the simple answer is because his son's coming is very imminent. Organized churches will mislead their followers when the Antichrist comes, God knows. They will convince their hundreds of millions of followers, nay billions, that the Antichrist is a Christ. That's why God is raising and preparing his army to counter and confront the fallen away churches and the Antichrist. Because some people have to have the truth. When apostasy reigns in the time of Antichrist, they are going to take their followers to an Antichrist because they are going to come with signs and wonders and will be pro propagating the myth that he is the Messiah. With so much apostasy, so much falsehood, so much self-seeking, so much demonic activities in the world, so much evil clothed as good, can you believe anyone today? There is no human being to believe, no. Not one in this 21st century. All have gone astray, all. Who do you prefer and trust to teach you? A human being or God? I, by His grace, elected many years ago that the Holy Spirit will teach me. And I'm asking you to do the same today. That is why we always tell those who follow us to take everything they hear from us to God in prayers. Let Him confirm His words in their hearts. Through his word. Those who have taken advice know that the Holy Spirit has been guiding them since they stopped putting their trust in building school churches, in denominations, and in human beings. They have been delivered from their bondage. Our ministry is only a part of what God is doing to restore the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints by the head of the church. We preach the good news. We talk about biblical doctrines because we are challenging you to go to your Bible. And we contend for the gospel of Christ. That's why we ask for no money. Just as it was in the early church, they never asked for money. Therefore, any ministry asking for money is not from God. So we ask everyone who comes into the saving knowledge of Christ through this ministry, that's what we always tell them, to go to the Lord in prayers and study the scriptures at the same time. If you are hearing me today, do the same. Even if you have not been saved, today is your day. In your closet, tell God whatever you don't understand whenever you read the Bible. Don't tell any human being, tell God. Say, I read this, I don't understand. I'm challenging you to do it. If sincerely you do it, you'll be amazed when he begins to breathe and confirm his word in your heart. Until you do, you will not know what I'm talking about. That's why I'm giving you this today because the time has come. And when you have experienced His presence and guiding hand, please don't go starting one little church building somewhere, college, please. Please tell others your experience with your child so they too can be saved and begin to hear from the Holy Spirit and begin to be guided by the Holy Spirit and begin to follow the plan of God. Please, wake up from your slumber.
when you have awakened from the slumber, I am pleading with you. Please, don't start anything. Go in your closet. As God leads and guides you, tell others how God also taught you. So that they too will follow in the steps. So that by the time the Antichrist is coming, there's an army ready with God's truth. Because they're being guided each moment of their life by the Holy Spirit. He'll be leading them. Because Christ is leading you. Which brings us to the song we have today. It's Christ that leads me. And I want him to lead you too. And as Christ is leading you, the Holy Spirit is the one that empowers and guides and teaches you. Praise the Lord. Jesus leads me. Oh, blessed thought. with heavenly comfort fraught. Whatever I do, wherever I be, it's still God's hand that leadeth me. And that's what I'm saying to you today. Allow him to lead you. Allow him to lead you. Because he leads me. Next verse. He leadeth me. By his own hand, he leadeth me. And his faithful follower, I will always be by his grace. For by his hand, he leadeth me. That's what I want today, today for you to also ask the Lord Jesus Christ to lead you. So the Holy Spirit will teach you to guide you. Sometimes in the midst scenes of deepest gloom, sometimes where there's flowers bloom, but what has come over trouble see, meaning in whatever circumstance, it's still God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand, he leadeth me. And his faithful follower I will forever be by his grace. For by his hand he leadeth me. And that's why today I plead with you. Allow the Lord Jesus Christ to lead you. When you allow him to lead you, after you have surrendered your life to him, when you have done that, the Holy Spirit will teach you, he will guide you, and he will empower you. And if you have not been baptized in the Spirit, he will baptize you. Because the Lord just says the baptizer and the Holy Spirit. Take it from me. Years ago, I determined that only He, God, will teach me. And the Holy Spirit has been teaching me for so many years. All you have been hearing about this ministry and from this ministry are taught and enabled by Him and not by any human being, me included. But don't take my word for it. Go in your closet. And see these things are not so. When time you experience God speaking to you and guiding your life, no one can ever deceive you again. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, I thank you for you picked me from the gutters of life. And despite my wickedness and sins, you raise me up, Lord, and open my eyes to know that there's only one God and that Jesus Christ, your son, died for me on the cross. And that all I've done before is all God. And that so long as I put my trust in you, that will lead me to eternal life. Father, I'm praying this day, Lord, that all who have heard this message or will hear, 
will also father surrender fully and allow your son to lead them and when they do my father I'm praying may they be empowered may they be guided even as they have been guiding me these many years Father, confirm your words with signs and wonders in their life by visiting them, by guiding them and teaching them those who believe. Deliver them from all evil, O Lord. Preserve them from the evil one, O God. Bless their homes. Bless their work with you. Bless all who are in this ministry. May your countenance continue to shine upon all of us. Even as we wait for your son's return, as you continue to raise your army, Lord, continue to empower them. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we are praying. I will see you all next Sunday. By His grace. Please continue to pray for us. Just as we pray for you. The times are evil. The times are bad. But Jesus is Lord and is in control. Allow Him to lead you. Praise God. Amen.